When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet Life, Los Angeles, California, Ram Stadium, Chargers 2, right? Chargers 2, <laughs> Chargers 2, you know. Can't it's the Ram Stadium. <laughs> it's the Ram oh, Stadium. Man. It is Ram's house, for sure. Yo, man, how y'all, how y'all feeling? What's going on? Man, happy to be here, brother. Happy to be here with y'all. The legend, Diz. Nah, man. The legend, AJ. Congratulations on the, uh, on the exhibit. Appreciate you, man. That is, uh, I mean, you you curated a whole stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's stadium still status. it's still sinking in. You know, it's uh, talk it's to been us an about incredible. It. Yeah. It's been an incredible experience. You know, we 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 brought the Kinsey African American Art and History Collection here to SoFi Stadium. It's the first art exhibition to ever be on display here at the at the uh, this incredible incredible venue. Incredible um, venue. And we got you know the whole second level essentially. And, and it, it's about us, it's about black folks, it's about the incredible, incredible contributions of our people through the lens of, you know, all aspects of humanity, you know, and creativity. And, and to be able to share that on this stage is, like I said, it's still sinking in, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty incredible. Your parents, they're, they're like, this was, this was, yeah. You're, you guys are all a part of this. This is yeah. all. This is a collective yeah. journey. Yeah. yeah, this is right? a family. This is a, a a family business, a labor of love. Uh, really, you know what I what I say is something that is ordering our steps. You know, it's something that wakes us up in the morning, and continues to evolve in incredible, incredible, you know, natural ways, uh, as well as I mean, even as evidenced right here. You know what I mean? Okay. How it brought us all, how it brought us all together. Yeah. From you know what I mean? That have been down for so long and have been on these different journeys. So, it's just been an absolute beautiful experience to do this with my mother and father and to share this. You know, it's 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 our family, a black family sharing, sharing with the black family. You know, and it's just it's been so it's when, been dope. When did your your parents start collecting art? Like, and was it did it yeah. start as like a hobby, or was it your father, your mother? Like, what was that journey like? 
It's, uh, it's been over 40 years, or probably over 50 at this point. They just celebrated 55 years of marriage recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's pretty safe. And they've been, they've been really purposeful, you know. It, it, they moved out to L.A. from Florida after meeting in, in college at Florida A&M University in 1967. They had $26 in their pocket and came out here and made a life, you know, worked together, uh, set a plan, and, and just meticulously went about it, you know, and, and art was part of that. So they, they, you know, the art and travel. So they started traveling around the country. My father actually was one of the first black park rangers with the National Park Service. So 1966, he integrated the Grand Canyon, he and, he and his best friend, Nick Walker. So well, he did what? He integrated the Grand Canyon <laughs> with the, the National Park Service. What does that mean? Yeah. 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 He, was, he was a park ranger. He was a park ranger, one of the first, one of the first black park rangers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was his first time out of Florida, first time on a plane, the whole thing. But what it did was it gave him the confidence to, you know, when an opportunity came for Los Angeles, it gave him the confidence to come to LA. So he and my mom embarked on this journey. They got away from the South, you know, all of, all of the, the, the incredibly tense and dangerous times that that, that was. And, and they came out here on their own where they had to rely on each other, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's what they did. But art was part of, part of that journey. So they would, they would be traveling to national parks as kind of started by my mother and father, I mean, by my father, excuse me. And, they would collect like indigenous works or, or cultural artifacts, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And then they started becoming more knowledgeable around black art and the black arts community here in LA. Okay. So they would, they, you know, kind of began collecting prints and things like that, befriending different artists, Ernie Barnes being one of them. And as my father mo moved through the ranks in corporate America at Xerox and my parents were able to travel more and all of that, it just expanded their understanding for, and, and their quest, you know, to, to, to document and, and, and to appreciate culture. But it wasn't until I, I, I came around that, you know, I had that third grade history report, mm -hmm. like family history report that, mm -hmm. that most people, you know, most kids have at that young age. And mm -hmm. I had a, a, a challenge in time in terms of like interviewing my grandparents and family elders and the whole thing on family history but we can only go back a few generations, you know what I mean? And when I got back to school, my, my classmates could go back for centuries, you know what I mean? And, and for me, that was like devastating. I just had a lot of questions. I felt, I felt lesser than, you know, I felt inadequate and I was confused. I came back home to my mother and father with that. Just, yeah. I don't want to stop you, but to that point, uh, in schools now, there's, there's, there's this debate of, what is it? The new Critical race theory, the race theory, yeah, and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we understand. We have to understand that the lack of information about us, people that look like us in the schools, actually perpetuates stereotypes. Well, yeah, yeah. Like so, the more uh, the more that people hear your story, your family story, right? It it it, it, it not only would it be is it inspiring to people who look like us. But it's inspiring to everyone. That's it. That's it. Your dad was a park ranger. I've never even, I, I'm keeping it 100. <laughs> I don't know no black pops as a park ranger. Right. I've never even right. heard of no that shit like that. That integrated the Grand Canyon. That integrated the Grand Canyon. Yeah, let's take the next step. That's so, wild. you know, um, I, not just, but like, our narratives are so important. Man. They're come on. so important. Yeah. Um, AJ. Speaking of that, what is your, uh, where are you, uh, your ethnicity, where are you originally from? And just like, just chop it with us about y'all's relationship yeah. with where you're sitting right now and like how we all get to this point. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I was actually born in Detroit. My mom's an Indian immigrant. She moved here to like visit America. Hasn't been back since 40 years. Came on like a, a field trip, kind of visited a friend and just never left. Mm. So, you know, I was born in Detroit. Didn't, you know, my mom and dad split up before I could remember. My earliest memories were running around here. Um, okay. You know, all around LA. Um, you know, my mom was a hustler. I'm an only child, single parent. My grandmother moved here to kind of help raise raise me when her okay. only daughter was out here kind of solo. And, okay. um, you know, she was an entrepreneur. She did whatever she had to do to make ends meet. And, you know, she was a hustler. She started, I remember her starting a business. My earliest memories were in our one bedroom apartment down the street. And she, you know, took out an ad. Uh, my uncle used to ship her Bollywood movies. And she used to rent them out to people that wanted to watch them. She took out an ad in the Yellow Pages and called herself the Bollywood Blockbuster. <laughs> wow. So, so, like, my earliest memories were, like, helping That's her cute. kind of figure all that out. So I, I watched, like, the plight of, like, an immigrant small business owner, a woman, particular, mm -hmm. you know, of sure. color in the 80s, kind of build that up. So... That's all I knew growing up. But then one thing that she always valued was, was education. So even though we were kind of slowly progressing and I saw the power that entrepreneurship had to kind of change the trajectory of like a family's life, I grew up in mostly, you know, communities, you know, black and brown communities around LA. So it was like, it was the closest thing I could kind of identify with. I remember my early, she always put me in like, that was the thing she'd always splurge on, it was a good school. So that I'd be, you know, education is just something that was very valuable to her. Um, even though she didn't really know much. So, you know, I, to your point about race theory, though, I think that, you know, a lot of the schools I went to had a, a lot of white people. So for sure. me, in my earliest memories, yeah, I just sure. wished I was white. White was right. That's what a lot of immigrants believe that, like, sure. that's like the aspirational kind of thing. So, it was, but it was interesting because, like, I'd come home and that's not where I lived. I didn't, I took the bus to school. I didn't have a driver drop me off, you know? So it was like the juxtaposition of those two worlds. So it's kind of like the foundation of, all my shit. So we just you saw that too? the hustle too, man. Uh, real quick though, so at an early age, you talk about your mom's entrepreneur spirit, mm -hmm. right? Did that send you in, in the trajectory you are now at an early age where you like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, this is all I know. This is what I'm surrounded. This is all you know, right? Yeah. Like you're in the environment during your formative years. That's what you see. Yeah. So people yeah. have parents that are doctors. This might want to be a doctor, you know, or like some type of influence. So for me, it was like, I never had any particular interest other than making shit that people wanted. So whether it was like my first venture was like going to Smart and Final and buying a bunch of Sour Belts and Airheads and selling them out of my locker in first grade to just gradually, you know, I was like, you know, I lived where I lived, but I, had, I knew how to like go to the, the, the wholesale fashion district or the electronic district downtown and then just sell shit at school, you know, like yeah. out of the trunk of the car. So it was always kind of like, like for me, the high always just came off of like the sale and finding yeah. a way to kind of create some value. So like, you know, it's it fun. It was yeah. like creating things that people want and then that, how that kind of evolved. So, and then just talking about like the juxtaposition of like, like you said, you went to school, you know, affluent school with surrounded by, you know, white kids that, you know, were privileged and those things. But then you go back to what your reality was at the time. Like, I think talking about like how you mentally, you know, as a kid growing up, you know, how that affects you. You know, I think a lot of people, even adults, go through that where they're like, there's circumstances, a situation may be one thing, but they have to go and perform and put on. And like, how did you deal with that growing up, knowing like, it's almost like 
two lives like you're going yeah. to school like that but then your reality is that like how did that play a part in, in yeah I would say that you know um, kind of like especially being an only child not really having like an older or younger nothing was really relative like in my household so it was like the ability to, you know give kind of gives you the ability to adapt if you choose to so you kind of understand like the vocabulary in this setting versus how people talk and explain things and like you know kind of teaches for me like kind of gave you the ability to act like you've been there before wherever there was you know so like for better or worse because like as you as we get older as we become men as we become fathers and you start to like really realize your whole purpose is to like the ultimate measure of success is being comfortable in your own skin and who you are wherever it is that you sure. go and that's 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 the journey right it's like whatever and how like how it's a moving target so it's like to answer your question yeah it creates a lot of all of that but then the imposter syndrome that you have to constantly sift through you know i've been fortunate enough to be in some amazing rooms and some amazing company and have some amazing conversations and always have that voice in the back of you know like that you don't belong here do i belong here they're gonna catch up they're gonna find out (laughs) (laughs) but also that that fuels creation yeah right absolutely you know it's like that so it's like balancing out like that fear and then just you know anyway i don't know how we got here no but listen listen left to your left to your own vices right left to your left to your circumstances yeah and leaning into those circumstances then you find your voice and i think that that's I know you, you know, I, I know you as an MC, first of all. I, right. The music journey. One of the greatest. Man, right? LA. Yeah, like, right? for real, for I'm real. I'm a fan, bro. A I still fan. listen to your shit. I still listen to that Christian Castle yours. next day. Yeah. <laughs> and truly yours nah, is real still talk. one of my favorite. Come on, Thank real you, talk. Thank you, man. Thank real you, talk. Is it, man, but even talking about that, another life. like, again, like, we've all known each other for, you know, and I think we'll dive into, like, how we all met each other. Sure. But yeah. I met, you know, Diz. We were both in the street where, you know, we were both MCs. You know, this is early 2000s. And, um, you know, talk about, like, the, the pivot of, like, you know, you being an MC, we're working in streetwear at the height of streetwear. Like, right. when, I, when I talk to people about it, I'm like, we were at the infusion yeah. of, like, yeah, it was the core. what was really going on when here. Fairfax was popping. Yeah. It was the yeah. core. Built, built it. Built, built it. it. Yeah, right? directed it. Yeah. yeah, for real. Absolutely. You know, stop playing. But, um, Tell your story. When, yeah, I want to know when the mic became secondary to this journey, or yeah. was it time in between? Like, talk about like that. You yeah. know, that's that space. And All these intersections. So Absolutely, you know, and, and it continues to evolve. You know, okay. but for for me, in a, in a in a in a similar way as AJ, but but the the converse approach. Like, I grew up in affluent neighborhoods, right? Right. And I grew up with an imposter syndrome there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I don't belong here. Like I don't belong here. There's not there. There, what I experienced in my home wasn't represented out outward. You know what I mean? In the world around me, even my my classmates, da 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 da. So I always was trying to figure out how I fit from the other angle. You know what I mean? But also where I fit as far as my blackness and my brothers that were that were coming on buses that I was going to you know that I was going to their neighborhoods over the weekend, da 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 da. And also my family all over the country, you know, that, that, that come from different circumstances and, that, okay. and the experiences that that provided for me that, that I, you know, I think really made me a well-rounded person, you know, that coupled with travel, you know what I mean, and those things. But I've always been observant. I've always been someone who has, you know, in one way or another, I think, trusted the process and followed my heart, you okay. know. So back to the entrepreneurial thing, like my father, while he worked at Xerox, 
he retired very young. He retired at 46. And that was through, through that partnership of my mother and father and saving and the whole thing. But I, I asked my father then, like, why are you retiring right now? And he told me, because it'll never be, Xerox will never be Kenzie and son, right? It'll never be Kenzie and son. And that stuck with me. So my entire, you know, my teenage years into my adulthood has been about living on, on my own terms and creating my own destiny. And that's what's led to now. But music was the, one of the first, my first loves. It's what pulled me in. And it was my, it's kind of like my, the, the language I speak the most fluently. You know what I mean? So how can I share my experiences, my outlook, my perspective, you know, in a way that touches, you know, that, that, that encompasses all of my being, you know what I mean? And, and that's, that was my easiest way to express it, you know, and, and, and show up authentically in a way that I identify with, you know what I mean? How to blend it, hip hop, skateboarding, all of these things are these convergences of culture, you know, they, they are a shared experience while also being individual, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So, that was what it always was for me, was connecting with the outside world through and, and bringing my own vantage point to add on. You know what I mean? And music just was always the most natural and the thing that I still gravitate to first. But okay. what it's evolved into, into now and I, is I, I've kind of come to see what I do now as an evolution of that. Instead, I'm not, I'm not on the stage. Stories. It's telling stories. It's telling stories. It's still telling stories. It's, yeah. showing up, it's showing up in an authentic way so that more and more people gravitate towards it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, and get the message. You know, and also it is me, I'm still on stage, you know what I mean? I'm still on stage, I'm still speaking to folks and sharing what, how I see things, you know? And so it's fulfilled, it's still fulfilling in that way. AJ, you have um, recently Slauson and Co. Um, and how I'm segueing is because you're sharing the stage. Actually, you're building stages for people. You're building infrastructure and support systems and. It's advocacy at its, at its highest level. You know what I mean? Disenfranchised people getting the opportunity who haven't, you know, they don't get the loans. We're not getting the loans. And if we are getting the loans, we're in, we're in trouble by the, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so uh, why, why that? Why, like what, what brought you to that place? Cause you, you cause uh, the other thing, sorry. You've also hashtag lunch bag, founder, creator, so like your whole thing is advocacy. And it's beautiful that in a way you've turned that, I don't wanna say into a business, it's just what you do and it's allowed you to sustain and take care of your family and all of this other kind of stuff. But like why that path? Like how, why, why building stages for everybody else? I mean, to, to piggyback on, on what you were saying, it's all, it's all, for me, it's all the same shit, right. right? Like, it's all, you're telling a story, it's like, how does that, man, how does that story manifest, whether it's, you know, some kind of, like, movement-based philanthropy or food and beverage retail and hospitality or deploying capital into entrepreneurs that, you know, deserve to have those, you know, resources. So, for me, it's like, you know, it's, you kind of look... It's easy for me. I've, I've known, I've known you. I've known you for over ten years. I've known yeah. all you guys forever. But like, right. from where we met, like, from being a fan, like actual. Fan, I'm not actually like a fan of a lot of people, like their art and their talent. Like, I can separate that. But like, to, to know you on a personal level, and now to hear where your like legacy started with your parents and with like how they kind of got together yeah. and like. On some, sounds like on some like Bonnie and Clyde shit almost. Yeah, like, look at the way, and build a legacy, right? right? That's what right, you're talking right, about. Like, right. so for me, it was like the I didn't come from a big family like I was like I didn't I had a whole half of my family that I just didn't know because yeah. they weren't 
part of my life. And then yeah. my other ones was like all half, which I didn't ever felt like kind of connected. So as I kind of like viewed myself as a creator of whatever is in the middle, it's all the same. Like, you know, the you start to realize the power that that could have on like the trajectory of, of your life. And then as I kind of got further and was fortunate enough to, to meet, you know, um, affluent people or successful people, however you define success, whether it's monetary or having created some kind of value that the world didn't know how it couldn't live without before, you kind of get that perspective. And for me, like, it started on my personal, I guess, mental health journey in terms of like, I think we're all like in this overstimulated world where there's all this pressure that we've never, never existed before because it's yeah. coming from every angle. Yeah. And like, as I was kind of like searching, I guess, started, I, was, I have this theory around like men specifically, 28 is like a significant year for some reason because hmm. and i don't think this i don't think it's like a popular thing but whenever i talk to somebody that's like willing to go down that path and really try to like look yeah, lift up yo. the hood on why you're here mm. like not every 28 28 feels like yeah, that's think, where yo that's real where shit, you actually. can like you know okay. open up the can of worms yeah. of like why you're here and mm. then that 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 hero's journey that you kind of go on so for me it was just like you know like bring a hashtag lunch bag that for me was that was a prescription by a therapist for me to go out and volunteer to go deal with some shit that I was going through personally or professionally that had some uncertainty or some kind of significance that I might have overblown a proportion but it gave me the perspective to know that we're all here to like serve each other and if everybody adopts that like service driven mindset yeah. um, then incrementally and relentlessly and if I can find a way to contribute it being cool to just be kinder and like show that you could be successful you could earn a sure. comfortable living like it's yeah. a it's a long game but yeah. it's like you talk about legacy like for me like I have insecurity around because I don't have a dad so my I have two kids now I'm married I have two kids objectively I'm a phenomenal father I don't always feel that way because like am I doing it right you know like right. it's like you There's I didn't, no really, marker, feel, I didn't right? really feel like a man until yeah. I had a son right. You know, yeah. so, and, and my son was born on Father's Day, which is crazy. Um, but <laughs> what's his name? His name is Ram. All right. R A M with a little line over. Blessings. It. I like lines, like till days and shit. Blessings. Uh, but you yeah, so days. but I, I don't know. The, oh, so for me, as I kind of went through the process, and now with like Slauson and Co, you know, I was fortunate enough to, in a previous life, start a firm with my brothers over at Queensbridge, uh, with Nas and Ant and D and Anand, and we built. Like that was my kind of foray into like this world of like venture capital and technology. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, people just give people money for like <laughs> ideas and they like might not even work. Like that's wild. I'm Crazy. like the people that I know come from places where they don't have a lot yeah. and just don't know that these resources exist. Right. I'm like, it's my job to bridge that gap of authenticity and access and then also you know, it's a huge financial opportunity. Sure. You're based, I'm basically with this firm, which is rooted in this idea of economic inclusion. So we intentionally seek out people that have historically been overlooked by these pools of capital and these like geographic reasons. My bet is that innovation exists outside of white men in six cities. Mm. That's, that's not a, I'm not a genius. It's like so, obvious. Yes. Yeah. It's right. like you can right. kind of create the scaffolding to your point or build a stage, everybody wins. There you go. And, you know, you might get to go to heaven or some shit. There's a saying that there's a saying that you can do good and do well too. You yeah. know what I mean? Ooh, wait, say it again. You can do good and do well too. 
bar. I mean, we got a lot of bars. Yeah, I, I feel like there's always been this misconception of like, if you have wealth or things and you're not able to give back, like there's a conflicting Or thing. you got to do bad. Or, yeah, I had an attorney. He's a dear friend of mine, actually. I don't want to. But at one point, he said to me, I said, I, I, I was just, you know, I was looking at the landscape and I was like, look at this guy and look at this guy. And I, I, was, I was like, in my humble opinion, I don't know how quality they are as human beings, mm -hmm. like quality humans. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not for me to judge, but I just, my, I, I, had, I had certain interactions. I was like, is that quality? He's like, well, look, at the end of the day, you might have to do a little bad to get to where you are. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I can't, I can't do that. I can't be congruent with that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like we are truly here. We're here to advocate for each other. It's, Man, it, there's a, that's it's, it. There's 170 religions in the world, and they only have one thing in common. Literally, because everything else, by default, we're all going to hell because we don't believe, you know. But there's one thing that 170 religions have. I'm in going common, drinking cranberry juice. And it is, <laughs> you know. To help your fellow man or woman, mm -hmm. right? Like lift right. up every everything around you. So yeah. that, it's, 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 you know, like you might get popper for spreading that too far and wide. <laughs> right. So that's why we had to democratize access to the message. Right. And I think one of the things but, that you know we want to do, you know, one of the reasons we began this journey is to almost like not not replace the gatekeeper or the middleman, but you know, show our culture that it's okay. You know, we don't Man. have to rah, rah, rah all the time. We can give each other tangible tools yeah. to, to go out and succeed because and we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think we, we have a, a tendency when we get a little, we want to hold on to it so yeah. tight because we feel like if that may go away. Right, right. You know, and, and, so, and there's historical reasons for that as well. You know, you talked about like the venture capitalists and, you know, all those, those finance. How do like people in the hood and people who don't have access to those things, how do they find out about like, and you too, Diz, like how do they find out about how to get involved in like art, you know, curation and how does somebody go about trying to find funds, yeah. you know, for, for things raise that they're their hand, on, yeah, right? to like, say, like, AJ, I need yeah, your yeah, help. You gotta right. create a way in for people, right? Like okay. with, what, with what you do, yeah. like you create a way in for people. Like there's this thing Entry that exists, points. but it has to, you have to, it takes somebody that, has access to it to create a way in for other people, always. That's everything, that's like all of humanity. So it's like, you know, you have to move with intention, like the work that you're doing, like the fact that you, you your your parents came from where they came from, the journey that they went on, the, the resources that they amassed, the collection that they create, the fact that you get to now share that on the mm. biggest stage in the world, mm. you know, like that's wild. So it's like, yeah. it start, the, the way in is like, you see people like you, that are doing that's it, it that's right it. that's like phase one and that's i feel like that we're starting you're starting to see people all kind of representation all kind of women and people of power black people brown people people that just aren't the ones that are historically highlight highlighted high both illuminated you know or I'm uh, spotlit right <laughs> so it's like that that's where it starts but now you're starting to see enough people that are in and it's like it, it just it so it's it's like like what what you do with art education is what we're doing. We have an accelerator. We're we're a we're a we're not a. Slossman Co is not a nonprofit. 
Right. We're not an impact fund. Our scorecard is cash on cash returns. Our whole thing is we're going to outperform everybody where to the point where other people are going to take notice with way deeper pockets and resources than ours, and we'll see an opportunity to help all ships rise. So we're doing things mm -hmm. like we created a program called Friends and Family, which is a nonprofit accelerator that's a pro partnership with a nonprofit because we realize the limitations that we have as like a relatively small $75 million fund, but we realize that the people that have invested in us are invested in our mission and have, right. you know, may have other, right. you know, resources that they want to. So we created a program where we put out an APV to entrepreneurs in any industry across the country, ended up getting like 600 applications, landed on 20 people. Everybody got on average a $25,000 non-dilutive cash grant, which is their friends and family round because the entrepreneurs that we intentionally seek out and we invest inclusively, you know, like we, it's, we're reflective of the world, but my, the people that we're talking about may not necessarily have a friend or a family member that says, hey, why don't you go take six months and a year off? Here's like $100,000 to go figure it out. That's not a, you know, you just need to kind of, and then like, we're fortunate to have a network of people that want to contribute and lend their skill set. So mm -hmm. it's, I love the way you framed it. It's like building yeah. the stage. Um, See, but like more and more people doing that yeah. is, you know, it creates more people to be able to like, know that they can too. It's about access and, and, and exposure, you know what I okay. mean? Like, I mean, that's what we're both, you know, about in, in these different ways, but that all connect back. I mean, it, you know, starting with the core, you know, you have to see it to be it and to be able to even know that it's possible. And so, like, the work that we do in sharing African-American history and, and creative culture is all about illuminating these, these, these examples of brilliance, right? Just not, not simply to... To, to, to share it in that way, but, but the power that it harnesses for all that experience, right? It, I, I mean, even me growing up in my household with a lot of this, you know, on the walls and everything else, okay. it wasn't until I sat with it and had time through my own filter and lens and time and space that I was able to be like, to feel the empowerment that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. And the possibility that comes with it, yeah. right? Because you have to have that through, Everything is always deciphered through your experiences and your perspective. And once that's expanded, then you wind up getting really excited about your life, right? And you make, you make different decisions about your life and all of those things. But Due to, it all comes from being able to relate to the people that are presenting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the, the information in terms of the multifaceted way. I mean, nobody learns the same way, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, there, there's all these different ways in, in which people are impacted. You know, and which young people are, are impacted, all these different things. So our work has always been about how to share these different points. Some are painful, but how do we always uncover the strength and the beauty yeah. underneath it, right? And the contribution, you know, in terms of if they did it, I could do it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you talk about like, you know, the, the pain sometimes in, in the journey. There's always those things in the journey what are i mean you don't have to dive into what but in the past years or, or growing up in your adult life you know something that really rocked you to your core what was it that helped you pick up mm. and continue to move forward because i think everybody you know it takes these things in differently right some people can't rebound from it right some people it takes years some people it take there's a defining moment but like you guys personally something that may have rocked you to your core that made you, that really shook your, shook your foundation, what were some things that helped you get through that? 
you you because you were talking about your mental health journey. Yeah. I'm very because I, I I've you know I've dealt with a couple of things myself, so yeah. I'm very yeah, interested to hear yeah. how what 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 what's the North Star? What's that? Yeah. What's the uh, what's the um, what do you call it off of the ocean with the 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 the, the you know the lighthouse? The lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. What was your lighthouse? Uh, what 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 got you swimming yeah, back to shore? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've had uh, so for me it was like you know, right when I right around when I was twenty eight. Okay, I had um, I had I had five friends in five consecutive years take their own life, and. And they were all people that I shared a lot of like, we all have like, we all similar personality traits. So you know what I mean? And it was like, and it was something Scared. that like, you know, like mental health is something that runs deeply in my family. So it's something that I've like, kind of always kind of around. And I think that, you know, part of like my journey towards like, he, like that's part of the things that I was just like, well, this is, is this normal? Like, you know, there's the amount of, and like knowing that those are thoughts that a lot of people, yeah. you know, um, have, and it's normal and it's human, but it's, it also can make you feel a little disconnected and kind of go in. And I think that, you know, for me, whenever I talk about today at 38, so 10 years, like when I would actually kind of like measure my, my progress, still painful, but it gets a little easier. But I think for me, whenever I talk about how I move, it's like, it's all, you know, like whatever I can do to remember to be grateful and be present. These are not groundbreaking yeah. things to really, but it's like, that's the thing that I'm constantly working on and a place to kind of get to. So for me, I always talk about how giving has given me everything that I've got, mm. everything in my life, every opportunity, everything that giving I get to wake up. has given you everything that you have. Exactly. And it's, a, it's, and, it's and it's that, it's the it's idea, and this is, this is, you know, you wrap the medicine in the candy, whether it's through a fun experience Ooh. or through a, you know, a volunteer opportunity yeah. or a boring financial services firm that we're trying to like change the mold around. It's this idea of achieving a service-based mentality and realizing how much more rewarding it is for you, selfishly. Like there's no such thing as like true altruism and that's okay. If more people adopted that, yeah. You know, like that's so like, that's my daily thing that I wake up. Like, how do we mind fuck the world to be nicer to each other and realize that it's not mutually exclusive to be, you know, like, and I feel like that's what's exciting, especially after what we just came off of with this whole pandemic shit, right? Yeah. Like everybody's head is busted wide open and then we're all kind of scrambling back to doing what we were doing before, you know, like, no. So we talk about this idea of like a, it's like a renaissance is happening, call Truly. it an emotional revolution, call it a work adopt like remote work whatever the everything is wide open and yeah. we get to recreate it yeah. so like yeah. why recreate the whack shit that didn't work right <laughs> yeah evolution mm -hmm. is real we have a choice we have a choice in terms of updating you know our systems mm -hmm. you know what i mean and, and shedding the things that no longer serve us in the right way we that we have that choice individually we have that choice as a society mm -hmm. we have that choice as a government you know what i mean all of these things it, you know i always have questioned those i've always questioned how you know, I mean, if we're speaking about the government, how can how can you have these practices that and speak to this excellence, right? But have these practices that don't actually serve that, that don't benefit that excellence. You know, how do you marginalize your citizens? You know what I mean? How do you how do you stick to a constitution that has an, a segment that that speaks to a population when it that 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 was considered to be subhuman you know what i mean like how do those how do you update those things how do you update the the gun laws to reflect 
automatic weapons versus muskets. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. We have a choice, and we have and and, and we have a a, a a power to change it. Yeah. But we just don't. You know, and those types of things. You know, for me. I've had a very close relationship with death as well, you know, growing up in a lot of different ways. Um, I mean, from eight years old, my, my best friend was hit by a car right in front of my face, riding his bike, you know what I mean? And from then on, my, my uncle, I was at, a, you know, saw him take his last breaths, you know, and, and, and moving on from there. Friends, you know, growing up out in the war zone out here in the 90s, you know? A lot of brothers getting getting gunned down, you know, both in the game and not, you know, all of that, man, to, to where I thought that that was my fate as well. I thought that that was, you know, I mean, as black as black men, as black boys, we we, are, we were buying into that. We buy into it. We you bought ascribe, into that. You ascribe to this identity, you ascribe to this rite of passage almost, mm -hmm. right, where it's going to be death and jail. You like, know? I got to spend a couple months in there. That's it, right? Even if, if it's not, for I'm some not tickets. official. You know what I mean? Those types of things. <laughs> for it's real. real. It's real. And like, so I got to pass through. That struggle, you know? And again, back to, like, what I was talking about earlier in terms of trying to figure out where I fit. I ran, I ran towards a, a path that I thought was being black. You know what I mean? In, in a very limited sense. And it put me, you know, I, in, in a lot of ways, I shouldn't be here because so, so many of my brothers aren't. And I spent my 25th birthday in rehab, right? Wow. I had my 25th birthday in rehab for, for weed. I was an extreme weed head, right? Yeah. Like to where I was damaging relationships. Smoke, What's that? You could smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 look, I got it all in a good place now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that age, at that age, you know, well, first off, I started smoking when I was 11 years old. You know what I mean? And, and I, I went from smoking with, with people to smoking individually by the time I was in high school. You know what I mean? Personals you know, on the way to school, you know what I mean? And then Sheesh. on and on, you know what I mean? To where by the time I was 24, 25, I had checked out on life, you know what I mean? And I had checked on all my, out on my family, everything else. And while I was there, I learned so much about behavior, about people, places, and things. At the rehab? At the rehab. Okay. Because I saw that while I thought my shit was bad, I saw that it could be way worse. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their bottom, right? Mm -hmm. But also like, I spent 30 days there, and I was in a rush to get back to my life. And I said that to one of the counselors. I need to get back to my life. And he was like, what are you talking about? This is your life. And that changed everything for me yeah. when I realized that, right? Yeah. This is your life. I mean, even now when we're in the pandemic, everybody talking about getting back, get back to, to Come on. What get do you mean? This is, this is yeah. it. This is it. This is it. And you have power within that. You know, to shape what it is and shape what your experience is and how you come out of it on the other side. And I think all of us can test, you know, are a testament to, you know, taking, harnessing that power, you know what I mean? And utilizing it and expressing creativity and love throughout all of it, these challenges, to where we come out in a way that we're evolved and better for it. Cherry Cola, that Bud Light Seltzer, hard soda. Yep. Pre-game ritual. That's your one, huh? That's my thing. Whether I'm going to the game or I'm going to barbecue with the fam, yeah. that is a necessity. All right. I, I got to try that one. But for me, though, it's from the retro tie-dye variety pack, the cherry limeade. Stop mm. playing with me. It's sweet. Mm. Got the cherry taste. Got a little bit of hint of the lime, too. Just all the things that I like. We going to the festival. I'm popping open the trunk. The best part about it is there's no beer in it. I'm not a beer drinker, so for me, it's, it works out perfectly. Just a great tasting seltzer. A bunch of flavors. They got the classic cola. They got the cherry cola, the orange soda, 
the citrus soda. For me, it's the citrus soda. But which one are you rocking with? Man, it's a classic cola. I actually like to uh, use it as a mixer, especially when I'm out with the homies in the RVs on the beach during the summer. That's what's up. That sounds like a real summertime vibe. With the Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, in the summertime, for me, it's barbecuing and watching the fight. Best ways for me to enjoy and kick back and have a good time. That's right. To find a retailer who delivers right to your door, head over to BudLight.com to learn more. Bud Light Seltzer, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Messaging for the 21 and over. What I do like about, I mean, I think the most beautiful thing about the pandemic is it stripped everything down. It put everybody on this playing field. And it also made you realize the things you don't necessarily need in life, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it showed you where you really should be leaning into. And I like what you said, like, and what I get a, a testament of is, like, everybody here does everything for love or service. Mm. And, and that's the foundation of it, right? Because when you do it that way, that's what the connection is. You know, I was telling Rob, or I was telling somebody earlier, that when you sit down with anybody, it doesn't matter where they're from, what city, what state, what country, if you sit down and speak to somebody long enough, you'll find commonality. Absolutely. But Absolutely. over time, we have taken the human condition out of it. Yeah. And I think with the pandemic, it's reset in a sense, but a lot of people are in so in a rush to be like, like you said, we can go back to what it was. It's like, no, let's reshape. A better, right? A better we don't need we, to go back. We don't have to this go back. This is an opportunity because what it was, what it was, wasn't working. Right. What it was wasn't healthy. Right. You know, right. Um, to to Chief's point, like I remember the first part of the pandemic being in the house, and um, I'm like, yo, I got all these clothes. I do not wear none of this shit. Same jeans. I was in the, <laughs> yo, I was in the same, same couple of white t-shirts. Cause you could be, you know what I mean? You on yeah, Zoom, easy, the meetings were on Zoom. I was like, I don't need all this shit. I don't need these shoes. I don't yeah. need all this. Yeah. Cause at, 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 you know, there was a point where when you're, you know, when we're out in the world, it's like, yo, I got this meeting. I got to look like this. Or I, I'm going, I'm going to be around these people. I better, you know what I mean? It's this whole thing. like that we create and it creates a, a huge amount of pressure. We're almost putting ourselves in like junior high and elementary again, right? And it's like, yeah, that's a good whether point. it's about my clothing, you know what I mean? I remember when um, I was happy when they said, hey, you guys need to wear uniforms in school. Cause I was like, yo, that's gonna alleviate a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's when you're poor. Cause it made everybody even it made everybody equal. Yeah. It made everybody equal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh that's the thing that we have to those are the things that we have to remember even right now. Like every day, get up and create something that allows everybody to come to the table. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Allows everybody to come to the table. Like, does not, does not alienate anyone. Right. Like, what can we do? And so, for, for Chief and I, that's why, you know, we created the Sweet Life Podcast to help people, you know, t extrapolate from these conversations with esteemed and I wanna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call y'all what y'all are. Y'all yeah. are esteemed kings. I'm gonna call you right, right back. No, really. but I'm saying you, you, 
I'm a fan of your. So Brooke Kane Carr, who is AJ and I's mutual friend and a friend of yours, introduced me and AJ years ago. Yeah. She's like, yo, I met this guy. Me and Brooke, super tight. I met this guy, AJ, because Brooke was trying to do music. <laughs> We won't talk about the music beat. Please don't talk about the music. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about the music. Oh, man. But, to but shout out to B. But um, AJ was just like, he was there for her and he was their conversations because she was share with me, like, yo, he just he enlightened me in this way. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's always been with you. Like man. I remember meeting him at the, you know, uh, when when it was a it was just a store for um, uh, what do you call it? Skateboard trucks. And yeah. you were in there every day, but his energy was amazing. We would have these long conversations, but these conversations would be, again, steeped and rooted in, yo, how can we make things bad, better? Um, yeah, always. I, always, right. always. Right. always. So I say to you guys, like, continue, continue on this path, man. Continue to shape and help people and speaking it out like hilltop again that's another thing where it's those kind of coffee shops which were probably here i would assume in the renaissance period right of la and new york you you and your partners have brought those back um and it's again it's another it's another stage for people that are uh affluent not only financial but affluent here to come and congregate. How did you even get into that? What, what, how, you and Issa, how, how'd that partnership come about? So yeah, I mean, it, it's all, again, it kind of goes back to the idea of like, you build things, looking, you looking backwards, you can kind of see where all the dots connect. So like my partner yeah. Yoni and actually, uh, my partner Yoni and I actually met. Okay. Um, we owned a spot on Melrose for, you know, been there, parlor. been there for 12 years, called The Parlor. It's kind Woo! of like an institution in terms of like a sports bar, yeah. vibe, like gathering space and something that, you know, started, you know, in our mid twenties is kind of like a scratch and an itch that we had. I didn't have any hospitality aspirations, but it was fun, right? Was I want to tell you, I watched there. a lot of painful Raven games there. Oh man. It's like a Raven bar. I watched a lot of painful yeah, games lot. there. It was, it was hurtful. Of, it, was a, it was a good time, man. <laughs> yeah. So like, as we were kind of being more, as we grew up out of our mid twenties, being single, like watching nothing but sports and just drinking with our friends and we evolved into, you know, fathers and businessmen and not, you know, like just evolving. Um, we both spent a lot of our formative years running around South LA, Inglewood, View Park. It was just kind of where we all came up. And it was like, as you kind of grow older, success somewhat can be measured geographically, like by where you live. Like, oh, I live in Beverly Hills now, right. or right. I live in West Hollywood. Like, that's like the uh, measure for success. And as we were kind of growing, it was like, you know, becoming more intentional with our time and still having friends that lived in the community. It was like, yo, there's, we're thinking about growing our business, but we're going into these areas that are highly competitive with like a disloyal customer base that's mm. super expensive and like started shifting. Like if, if we were to start something new now, what would it what be? Would be? How would it be reflective? And like for him, like, you know, my partner started off as security guard, a security guard at the parlor, worked his way up to manager. I met him as a manager and then we found a way to buy it. Like that's like the, it's like for me, I look at him and this is what he loves to do. He breathes creating these amazing hospitality experiences. And I was like, yo, we should, let's open a coffee shop. Like actually, 
you introduced me to the space where we opened our original coffee shop. We're gonna go, we gonna go deeper. We're gonna go deeper. Yeah, let's go. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if this would work down here. And then a few years go by, and we had the idea for Hilltop, which for for those of you who don't know, is, is a, a mission driven coffee shop. We opened our first location in August 2018. The idea was to kind of take this operational excellence that we built from like a hospitality management machine and expanded it into something that was a little bit more intentional. And the idea was to create something, you know, like in areas like this, historically it's been mostly fast food options. And then there's like institution, mom and pop, some well-intentioned, but like for the most part, there's not what you would see like on every corner in like Venice or West Hollywood or right. Silver Lake or more developed parts of town. And there's a, you know, there's, this exists everywhere. This mm -hmm. is just LA specifically. So it was like, why don't we create something that is like, you know, knowing that this there's a lot of uh, creativity in this community that originates, a lot of entrepreneurship that originates here, a lot of culture that's created in these communities, but then it gets repackaged and rebranded and the, the, the cool factor gets reattributed to people that didn't originate it. It's like these are people that live have to drive 30 minutes to go have a couple. Yeah. What happens in a coffee shop? You facilitate connectivity, creativity, yeah. community, all of those things. It's like the last thing LA needs is another coffee shop. What if we built something That's a hub, yeah. on Slauson that represented the incumbent community that's been here for decades mm. that, you know, like has the means to, to appreciate this experience. It just is not a primarily yeah. white community or affluent community, like yeah. the way that you historically kind of look at it. So let's do our best to hire from the community. Let's teach people leadership through that entry level employment. Let's like bring quality in ingredients that we're all take for granted in other parts of the city here intentionally and the name even hilltop originally it was like what are we gonna call it and we're it's on overhill and Sauson, so we're on top of the hill it's like oh we're on top of a hill we should call it hilltop but then we built it into um like you know we kind of tied it into this idea of the climb we're all climbing something if there's all these things that all these goals and obstacles that we all have or should have that we need to do whatever we can to overcome to get to where we want to go only to realize that all right next right it's like these miles yeah. no destinations only milestones type of vibe so yeah. i mean we we there's one of those things like from a creator standpoint i count us all as creators you make something from nothing you're a creator you don't have to be an artist or a musician or a sure. director it's, you're making something from nothing so um and it was one of those things like you think of entrepreneurship as an art it's like what we envisioned in our head and what we wanted it to be the final product ended up actually being that Usually you have to make some creative compromise yeah. or pivot or, you know, oh, that doesn't make sense. This was exactly it. And a lot of people, fortunately for us, took notice and wanted to expand it. And one of those people was Issa Rae, who is from here, um, very much born, raised here, and does the better job out of anybody of putting on for where she's from yeah. and doing it on the highest level. And we just met and it was like, you know, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I'd probably be trying to open a coffee shop or working in a coffee shop, trying to trying to make it and so what it kind of symbolized so we partnered up had some other people amazing people on board folks like bobby wagner from the seahawks who's all about the wow. the deandre hopkins and a bunch of other spencer pacinger who's our boy who lives in new park so it's all, all about just talk, tell me about bobby not bobby spencer pacinger oh, he was oh. we were just mentioning okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. So we you know we're so that we're we're here so yeah, we're, we're growing we have three American. We have three locations now. Got one in downtown Inglewood, which is our flagship, which we went all out on. Yeah, it's it was crazy. like, yo, I know it's so a place like So House does for creative people. Like, why don't we create that vibe here so people can come here and feel good and like, you know, get something, leave people better than we found them. So we're yeah. building a brand on that. 
And uh, we're excited. We got three locations now. We're opening our fourth one, and we're going for it. We're going for yeah. Starbucks next. So Congratulations, man. It's been inspirational throughout. I love man. that. I love it's, that. It's crazy how all of this, you know, continues to take shape. And, like, we built this holistic thing without knowing it, right? All of us, you know, mm -hmm. that the way that we've come together through the lens of all of our different passions. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, down to... I used to live on Fuller. Like, when we all first opened the shop on, on Fairfax, how we all met and came together, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I used to live on Fuller and, and Melrose and go to the parlor before he owned it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all the time, you know what I mean? And then when we linked and he told me that, and it was, it, it was after y'all had, had actually purchased, it's I believe, you know what I mean? <laughs> 28. <It's been laughs> you know, these types Ten of years. things, man, you know? And then to be able to introduce, you know, like, to keep all of that in mind, be super inspired by the journey that that AJ and Yoni were on. And then, you know, I always was like, oh man, like if there's anything I could ever do to assist, you know, we'll do it. But like to be even a tiny little part of their story and their journey is like, is something that I, you know, you just can't, you can't write it. And then to where we are now, yeah. right? Coming back around to certain things that we put in the air years yeah. and years ago. They're happening. It's just, yeah, that'll yeah. happen. I, I would that'll say happen. this is probably one of the most like, fruitful friendships I would say that mm. I like for some for nah, somebody that don't don't talk every day or like right. for a while like go months and months and months yeah. and it's just all love. And it's like that just planting the seed of something I was like, this is never gonna work. Right. To like how that's kind of evolved and now we got some stuff that we're actually funny enough you invited us here together because we're doing stuff together. That'll yeah. be like in a very like <laughs> and that's what we not here. different from what yeah. you already did before on right. a different block. You right. know, like nah, real, and real. we kinda recreate so it's not a fluke. Yeah. We're not like, you know, one yeah. take yeah. one take Drake over here. And it's, <laughs> go ahead. The go importance ahead. of um, <laughs> the importance of people of, having context. Exactly, for you. and it all but also too the importance of context not is everything. All your relationships happen to be transactional at that point. Mm -hmm. Because again, like same thing with, you know, myself and Dez and AJ. We can go months and months without, you know, speaking to each other, but that doesn't cheapen or lessen the relationship. Right. Ever. And always at the top of the mind if there's opportunities. Yeah. And I think, you know, we live in a society now, people have that, if you can't do something for me right now, then this doesn't really hold value. Sure. You know what I mean? And this is kind of a, a testament, not a kind of, this is a testament of that because we all go back to different periods of time. I met AJ through Drama and D and Anna and shout out them. Some of the, my great and ex, greatest experiences came from that that led to, you know, me getting a job at Puma and then me spending more time with Malik and then the record label and all those different things because and I always tell people like, you don't need to burn bridges if people do you wrong. Right. Just, just keep going yeah, because yeah, there may be a, they may be at an intersection in their life where their life is chaotic they may be going through some things but you never know 10 years later yeah. you may there may be an intersection for yeah. you guys yeah you, you got to be gracious you know Everybody you got to be gracious you got to have some grace you got to be gracious with you yourself always have grace. and be gracious with the, with others with because others. everybody's on their own journey and that journey is has peaks and valleys and and different avenues to understanding yeah. you know what i mean like what well, we may get at off the bat through the door Another person may have to go through some things to get, yeah. you know what I mean? And you have to allow for that because it ain't about, it, it's not about right now. It's not about the transaction like you were saying. It's about, it's about what's enduring, you know, and what's endearing. And, and, yeah. and you just never know. Somebody that's going through something comes out on the other side incredibly, you know, evolved and, and, and beautiful, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and 
you could have cut that short by by writing them off. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And but at the same time, you're not giving yourself that that same leeway to go through those experiences. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And if we if we did that to each other, this stops. You know, yeah. it just stops. Mm -hmm. yeah. How's uh, how's fatherhood for you? It's great. Um, yeah, like my uh, when I when we talk <laughs> about giving, 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 gave me everything I got. You know, like I met I met my wife doing, you know, feeding people. You know, like we were doing at hashtag lunch. Yeah, yeah, she was, really. That's how, that's how we connected. Okay. That. And now I have a, a, we're married. And we have two kids. That's like, beautiful. Got, they're healthy and they're funny and they're a little too smart for their own good. But it's it's uh, it's healing, I would say. Yeah. You know, as I kind of were you like, attracted because she wrote good notes? Um. <laughs> You know, in the lunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just yeah. Oh, yeah. very poetic. She, she's, she has a way with words. Okay. Um, okay. No, she's just my kind of sarcasm. And, you know. What a blessing. Pretty. It is, like man. Pretty. Happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. Like, I mean, it's from, but it's it's, it's healing, right? Because it's yeah. like our 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 story was very, you know, we we met and moved pretty quick, and like the, you know, look, it just. Going from that's the biggest change of your life, right? Being single, not even being married or in a relationship or whatever, but like creating life. You go back to creating. It's like you you are responsible for putting a, a, a value add human into a crazy world, yeah. and like and making and like you know giving them a better situation that you had, and giving yourself the grace to like you know, you know it's yeah. it's 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 it's. it's, it's Fucking awesome! It's <laughs> like it's it's it's, it's hard, it's exhausting, it's all those things. Yeah. But it's like yo, it's like this is it's, you're literally wearing your heart. You're watching your heart walk around the like outside of your body. <laughs> Real yeah. So yes. when they do like dumb shit, you're like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but you're learning, you know. Right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. and you get to teach them, and when you get to teach them, you get to learn. I'm like, oh, I'm like a kid again. I don't know shit. Right. You know? It's, it's so crazy it's, seeing somebody learning and doing things for the first time yeah and even sometimes i forget like oh this is her first time doing this yeah. <laughs> and you want and then it reels you back in but i'm the same like I, we didn't grow up like with this marker of what a father should be so yeah you're, you're really trying to figure it out you know what i mean and, and i think that's the beautiful part about it and i think that is where your grace and giving yourself some leeway to to make mistakes and yeah. and, and go on that journey you know, but it is, I agree, it's like, it, it, it kicked in another lever, a lever for me, you know what I mean? Like, now you're really responsible for somebody besides yourself. Yeah. And all the decisions you make not only impact you, but your significant other, your mm -hmm. wife, your family. So, you know, it, it, it helps guide those kind of steps, you know, but it, it also too is, is just beautiful to continue to learn because you know, every day I wake up and I'm like learning something new from somebody and yeah. and, and that's a, a journey that just continues to go. So it's a beautiful transfer, yeah, right? It does yeah. there's no there's no beginning and end to any of it. Yeah. You know? It's all energy that yeah. that 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 just transfers and recycles and regenerates, you know, and that's really what life is yeah. in, 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 in so many ways, at least my understanding of it, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the the the, the parent thing is it is, uh, it's the most rewarding thing ever. It is also, it can be the most... Uh, challenging. It can be the most challenging because your children force you at every turn to say, hey, this is my first time on this journey. 
cut me some slack. the moments where you want to just implode, you're like, I can't. That's, that's counterproductive, and I'm going to alienate myself from you, and I don't want to do that. Mm. I just, just to share with y'all, so I have a dear friend, friend of 30 years. His grandmother just passed this, Saturday, this Sunday, 4.45 a.m. His grandmother's like a grandmother to me because I've been around him 30 years. Um, the joyous thing about that was last Friday, last Saturday, and Sunday, everybody was present. Everybody came over to the house. East side of Long Beach on Easy. It was all of us. And it was, I mean, the house was packed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no one, you didn't have to worry about food or anything. Like, I, I, I called like, yo, I'm going to pick up a couple things from BevMo. Somebody's going to pick up chicken. Somebody's picking up tacos. But my point is, is like that woman who had spent 92 years on this planet, her legacy was on display. Because uh, sure. everybody who was, was there was there. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. It was like, I'm driving from Fresno. I'm driving from SAC. I'm driving from wherever I need to be. Babe needs to hear my voice. I want a FaceTime her. She couldn't hear us in the, in the sense, and she was in the back, and we were all out front, and we were literally waiting for her to make her transition. But it was also, as, 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 as much as it tugged at my heart, it was a celebration and a testament to the legacy she's created. And that actually made me, because I'm going through some things with my children. We all go through things with our kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that, that moment, was needed for me to see because it, it brought me back to grace and also, all right, this is challenging, but I, I shit, at 90, I want you to be around my bed. Yeah. I want you to be mad and be like, I'll call that. him, my I face, I want, <laughs> you know what I mean? I want you to be like, yo, I'm showing up. Mm-hmm. We gonna yeah. all be here. That, that thing was, it's, I, cause I've seen the other things like, Oh, so and so passed. Oh, okay, that's cool. You not not yeah. cool, but, but no, no, no. But yeah, you know, like oh, okay, we'll same. move on. I'll yeah. see you yeah. at the I'll see you at the funeral. No, 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 that wasn't acceptable. Literally, that wasn't acceptable. It was like we got to be here right. because she took care of all of us. So, I want to create. You know, I never thought about those kind of things, but you know, now as you mature. And, and life takes you through all, you know, different parts of your journey. Again, service. Her service created that. Yeah. Created that, uh, that pool, that, yeah. that, 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 that pool where we were all sitting there. Sure. It wasn't, it's like you said, like, that, that's what created it. It wasn't because she had money. Right. She was on a fixed income forever. She didn't have, you know, we ate some things that I would never eat again now. But at the time, this is what she could put on the plate. And it was the impact. Of, it was the impact. Said, whether they meet you in you the know? gallery. Yeah. Or they meet you at the coffee shop. It's, when people have pleasant interactions with people, quality you will remember that quality forever. Quality interaction. You remember that forever. That's it. I mean, you know, you, you know we, you were talking about that lighthouse, right? That North Star. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? That's it, it, that, it, the North Star is love. The North Star is putting out what you want to receive. You know, and letting that be, you know, 
we talk about equality, right? And that's what equality is. It's actually the golden rule. It's actually treating people how you want to be treated yeah. and hoping that others do the same. Because if you do that, you have a true exchange of goodwill, of love, of things that generate rather than that, they, that, that take away or, or kill, you know? And, and that's how any of this moves in a real way of, of substance. You know okay. what I mean? But without it, it becomes straight transaction. Mm -hmm. What can I get out of this, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that one that somebody has to lose, you know? When, it, when in, 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 regard, in, in reality, this should be a, a, an existence where it's a value add for everyone. That everyone is able to continue on their journey in a way that they're gathering more, you know what I mean? But still, and able to give more mm -hmm. as a result of it, you know yes. what I mean? But if you, if, if, you know, they talk about, you know, the, Maya Angelou should say it, 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 some people want gloves on both hands, right? You know, want to catch all the balls, don't want to throw anything back. And the game stops like that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The game stops like what that. What did I say? Uh, you want to go far, go you go together. You go together. You yeah. want to go fast, you go alone. That's it. That's it. You know um, what I mean? AJ, where, where are you? Slauson and Co., Hilltop, hashtag lunchbag, um, just your life, your, the legacy you're building. What's, what, where are we taking people next? Where, where are you, what are the things you're excited about? Yeah. Uh, all, of, all of the above, right? I mean, I always look at, like, you know, when I think about how fortunate, like, again, in hindsight, I think about, like, the parlor we talked about, we were able to start Hashtag Lunchbag because we had a, access to a, had a space venue. like the parlor. Yeah. So if, they, if you, like, combine right. those two, then, then Hilltop. <laughs> you, the idea for Slauson & Co. was birth sitting inside a Hilltop being reminded of a lot of these things. So if you take all of the above and then merge it with Hilltop, then Slauson & Co. So for me, it's just, just doing my best to like, you know, hold all these beach balls underwater and like stay cool on the surface and constantly reflect and make sure that the things that, that the beauty of doing things with intention is it creates a hell of a filter because the type of, you can't really do any of this shit by yourself, right? right? So you, the, the people well, that you attract, it's all of a function of who you're able to enroll to go on your journey with you. And when you're doing something for the long run and you're doing it for the right reasons, the people that aren't meant to be with you just fall, fall off on their own. Yeah. That's phenomenal. It's very efficient. That's such a blessing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... It's such a blessing. It's, uh, you know, um, it's one day at a time, man. We're just trying to do everything that we said we were going to do. Yeah. So execution, build, execute, build, create. It's all... I look, I'm very fortunate. Like, everything, I looked at everything through, like, the recycling symbol. It's like the, there's three different formulas. It's all the same shit that pulls everything, and it all feeds each other. It's so, an ecosystem. Yep. No, so um, before we get to you, Diz, uh, what, what's your sweet spot? Like, how do you, from the business aside from the business, like, how, what's you, how do, what do you look like when you disconnect? What is? Do you meditate? Yeah. Is it running? Is it working out? Like, what's your? All, 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 yeah, all, yeah, everything. So like during the pandemic, when we couldn't go to a gym or do any kind of class, I just picked up running. I hate running. But I just started running. That's all I did, like Forrest Gump, just kept running. And it was just a way to, it's all this, I, I realized, kind of going back to the thing that everything's all the same, like I've become very big on meditating. Uh, very mm -hmm. big on, you know, just trying my best to disconnect from my phone. Uh, being super intentional about like, 
I just picked up yoga. That was something that I just recently picked up in the last six months when I just the hot joint day. or the regular joint. Yeah, yeah, so you going like, yeah, the hot joint is crazy. I can't. So it's like just to joint. get, but I'm like, oh, all right, maybe we'll go back. You know, so it's like just, yeah. it's just taking care of yourself, man. Like your body, yeah. things that you eat, trying not, you know, everything in moderation, and like just it's pretty simple. Yeah. You know? So like making make, but the meditation thing has been big for me. You know, like. So is there is there a certain type of meditation? No, just you know I've, I've got to I like I, I went basic. I went I started my on ramp was at the apps and used Headspace. And then I got to a point where I went on a ten right before the pandemic. I went on a ten day silent. Right. It's called Vipassana. Right. I went on a ten day silent, no human connection, no writing, no reading, no watching TV. Just twelve of your fourteen, twelve of your whatever uh, 18 waking hours or 20 waking whatever it is. What was this at? I went, there's these centers all over the world. I went to a place in like the boonies in Texas, Kaufman, Texas. Where? Kaufman, Texas. Is Kaufman? I so I, went on, I was on a ranch for 10 days, just very. Yeah, I, I remember I talked to you like. I came back, back and I was just like. I was amazed over, by it's, that. But it's great, you know, like the ability Yo, to. Yo, you got to pass that information. I, I mean, on. I was hoping I didn't stick around. I might just meditate in the stadium just to say I did it. <laughs> just completely disconnected. Disconnected. Like, yeah, completely. Nothing. And the wife the and the kids was, knew We opened prior. our Inglewood Hilltop store in the middle. That's when the final yes, opening yeah, date yeah. started, and I couldn't even make it. I was like, I had this commitment for a year. I can't abandon my commitment to myself. This was like the biggest day of our our young company's life and I was like I'm choosing to I trust that everything will work wow. out and that was a big <laughs> deal for me yeah because and then people were looking at me like oh you're not committed I'm like no I'm committed but I'm more committed to myself like I'm all the work is already done I'm just showing up to take pictures and take credit wow. for this I don't, yeah. you know that's not what it is yo that wow. that was a great bar abandoning commitment to self yeah I think that we as a society we like revel in that right now like we don't, we actually, we commit to everything outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where this, this unbalance takes place. And that's why we're, you know, we're moving the way we are. With that said, I'm, I'm optimistic that we all, including myself, will align and, 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 and look, kudos to you. That's great information. I'm definitely going to ask you about the Kaufman, Texas place. Yeah. Because I'm going to need somewhere to go. And I can't do it at the house. That's never going right, to happen. Right, right, right. Um, you know what I mean? Like so, you said, it takes a, a huge, not a little bit, but a huge amount of trust in the people that are around you to be able to even relinquish that. And I think that's... A lot of part again it comes back to human connection and the human conditions the yeah. human condition because I mean if you ask your friends and people around you how many people they genuinely trust that they can leave in the midst of like chaos or something as huge as opening a new business and then be able to not worry about that most people be like, oh, I might trust one person. The percentage Yo, is no, super it's low. It's, it's crazy low. That's low. Yeah. So We're that's a testament again. It's also yeah. a testament to teams. To the people right? you put around. Yeah, yeah but it's exactly. like, it's not, none of this. Like, yeah. you know, like, none of, none of the installation that you just installed was at any individual's. It might have, starts with a vision. Right. But it's all about, that's all, I mean, it's, it's all the same shit. Listen, you even if trust, it's, even if the stadium was an idea. Even if it's even if it's outsourced, right? In the sense of people go do different things. Like today, 
I trust Mark Peace, you know what I mean, as the guy to come in, get the content, but Vlad, we trust Robert. I trust my brother, like, for real. And, th- and it took a long time because I'm just, I, I, I'm, I was a bit pessimistic. You know, we all bring our baggage in, sure. our former yeah. experiences, right? So, but the way him and his family have opened up to me and my, my door is open to him, it has allowed for the most healthiest business relationship that I've ever had. Mm. And so that's why we sit here. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not without, uh, you know, we, we, we don't have be like, yo, motherfucker, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but it's, we know, we have context for each other so, and we know right. the core values and, and where we sit as men and as humans, which is key. So he knows, like, I know when he's like, yo, I really don't want to talk to you for the day. He don't have to say it. But you can I just it. can tell him the text, like, oh, he ain't fucking with me right sure, now. You sure, know what I mean? Sure, sure. And that's a great thing. The honesty of it. And that's what we need more of. Like, that's what, like, for people to stand in their truths. And while standing in your truth, you, you're still, like, again, you're showing grace and you're being nurturing, but you're also being true to self. Um, and you're valuing each other. And, and you know that's what I mean? the value. That's, that's the thing. The you know? value, yeah. Is that yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you actually understand that this person is important, right? It's not just, it's fucking a, important. It's not just a, an avenue to get where you want to go. No. It's actually a part of getting there. You know what I mean? And, and, and that person, the better that you know someone, the, the, the more that you're going to get out of that experience, you know what I mean? Because you're able to operate and, 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 and yeah. connect in ways that aren't simply, again, back to, that aren't simply transactional. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only, reason, only way that we can do what we're doing here at SoFi Stadium is through, it took two years to get here, of getting to know each other, you know what I mean? And, 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 and level setting and, and understanding what not only the value proposition of the project is, but what it means to each other and to people at yeah. large, you know what I mean? And what that, that does. Yeah. That only comes with time and that only comes with having a bigger picture in mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just yeah. simply your own agenda. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And trust in the process. The you process. know, it's, 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 for me, like, I always want to have, I want to have good experiences no matter what it is. So if it's, if it's, if it's business, I still, I want to enjoy who I'm doing business with. Right. You know what I mean? I want to be able to ha- build those That's friendships. the only way you can win. I, Listen, championship teams and speaking of, because while we, you know what I'm saying? Let's turn back here and look One at this. Time. This is because of everybody buying in. Mm-hmm. From the ownership to the general manager to the guys on the field to the training staff to the medical. It's, it's, it's a, it, it, if anybody is out of alignment, you don't win. Right. Trust me. It's not just the guys that are, you know, the guys that are in between the hash marks. Mm-hmm. The guys in between the hash marks are a uh, are a product of people pouring into them. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like we saw out here, like with Odell. Odell's gone through crazy couple years in Cleveland, almost like when Randy Moss was playing for the Raiders, and people like had written him off and this and that and the third. Um, yo, while we're speaking on things, we about to get Smells some amazing incredible. food. Sat in My front of, from an amazing doing, chef. Hey, man. Yo. What's up, man? Yo, because we got to nourish ourselves. What's up, King? Malik. 
Good to see you, man. Hey. Hey, hey, it's a lot going on right here. AJ. Thank you, man. These um, brothers right here, man. Yo, but, but again. Oh, yeah, it's about to be some real shit. Um, again, teams. Teams are everything. And I had to, I learned the hard way. Because I was more someone that, I didn't come from, like, these communities up here. Like, you know, you know how the music business is. And in our industry, the, the, whole, the whole medium is Appreciate like, you, yo, you, are you clicking with this person? Is this who your crew is and everything? I came sort of dolo. I came from Long Beach. I didn't have context. Yeah. And, and so I've learned over the years how important team is. Um, and that's taken me a long way. So again, to your point, it's all about advocacy, man. We got to continue to advocate for one another. Even with AJ, like when I saw him at, I saw him over Super Bowl weekend, and I told him what I was doing, and he was like, yo, sounds dope. And that was it. It was a couple of conversations, and, and we're sitting here, and you guys, as, as, you know, your stature in our community, but otherwise is, is huge. So for you guys to be sitting here, this is advocacy. This is what advocacy looks like. This, this, is, this is another way of AJ and Slauson and company investing in people not monetarily, just with his time. And I appreciate that. I appreciate both of y'all. You, the collection, opening the doors to us. Of course. Continuing to sit and conversate. The brotherhood. I hope that, that's one of my biggest hopes, is that after the conclusion of the shows, these help us get back on track. Make sure we tap in with each other. Make sure we hug each other. Make sure, yo, I need to call you at 11 p.m. I'm going through some things. like. That's 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 the impetus for me. That's yeah. it, man. Like this again, it not, nothing moves without it. Nothing moves without community. Nothing moves without human connection. And I mean, that's at the core of what we try to do with the exhibition, with the collection. Is it ain't about the art, you know what I mean? It ain't about the finished product. It ain't about one person singular or anything like that. It's about illuminating the connections, the journey, the process so that other people can understand the power in that, in their own journeys and process. And that nothing gets done by itself, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's, you know, we, when, we, when we're taught history, right? You may be taught a figure in history and it's taught individually. And so to the average person, they, they're like, wow, like there's no way I can match up, I can live up to that, you know what I mean? And, or to the average kid, right? You learn about Martin Luther King or, you know, someone, right? You, if, it's, if he's only taught and the end result is only taught, then you think that that's some distant possibility, right? The change that, 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 that was accomplished, the fight that took place. But when you understand that there was a whole ecosystem around him of people that loved him, that supported him, that inspired him, and vice versa, then it becomes doable. It becomes something that you see yourself in the, th in the process. When I learned about arts, artist communities of the Harlem Renaissance, right? The visual artists, literary arts, da 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 da, and what it has become in terms of legend, you know what I mean, it, as far as the, the culturally significant era that it was and is, I was able to see myself in it. I was able to see us now, all of us and so many more, our community of, of brothers and sisters, as powerful, period. Like, okay, we're in the midst of this very thing right now. We're telling our stories. We are, are supporting each other. We're inspiring each other. 
right? And that's how you're able to then see what the possibilities are. But if you only have one example here, one example here, da da da, but you don't get the fuller scope, it, it's a, it's again, it's a transaction. It's you a know transaction. What I mean? and that's it. That's it. But I want to give a big shout. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. Yo, we gonna have, we, we need you to come yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chef, come over here real quick. Come behind us. Yeah. So listen, we we've had a very nourishing conversation. Thanks for our soul. We also got the amazing Martin Spurlock. Draylock. Um, Draylock. Draylock. Sorry. Draylock, who um, you may have seen on the documentary is High on the Hog. High on the Hog. Um, and he's he's given us this is. The nourishment. We about to get into this, y'all. Uh, my name is Martin Drayluk. Um, I'm one of the chefs at Post and Beam in Crenshaw. Uh, we're making black-eyed pea pancakes. Uh, so we have some like a black-eyed pea mash, and we're just whipping up some egg whites to fold into that. Uh, we're gonna serve it with uh, red pepper jelly and some fermented collard greens that are fermented kind of in the style of like sauerkraut. Um, the other stuff that we're serving tonight is going to be um, our jerk marinated fry, uh, fried catfish. We're going to do some lamb head cheese, uh, macaroni and cheese, collard greens, um, some vegan crab cakes, which are uh, Post and Beam specialty, and uh, some delicious pork chop with apple gastric and, and uh, some roasted apples. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply